0: Hello, everyone. I'm Eli Hollingsworth, and welcome back to Against the Current Eighth The Chosen podcast, where today we are talking about the season two finale of The Chosen, obviously, um, Beyond Mountains. And I just want to express something real quick. I want to clear something. Out. Now, first of all, those of you who are listening on uh, Spotify, you will notice something. And I know what you're all thinking. I got a haircut. I know that's a big mind blower i don't know if that's a word um also i changed the setup back here obviously yeah it would be so much better if there was a chosen poster right there like that that make it better dallas gave the discount on the community page he did the community text chat thing discount for the poster book i was like oh i should get that because that would be really cool for video setups just like this but i didn't get it in time so i don't have the poster book but Uh, it is the day after Christmas, uh, you know, would have been a great Christmas present. Um, I should have asked for it, you know, that'd be great. I'll probably get it, you know, I'll get it, so we'll have it in soon episodes, a poster up there. Maybe I'll change it every time, who knows? Um, yeah, so we're back, and it is the day after Christmas, by the time this episode comes out, not by the time I'm recording it, haha, it's December 18th when I'm recording it, so, a week... This is the week before Christmas. Christmas is one week away. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't really been enjoying the Christmas season this year. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just busy. Maybe I don't know what it is. But I just hasn't felt like Christmas, you know, has before. Maybe it's because of a worldwide pandemic. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, But I definitely haven't felt in the Christmas spirit this year. So I don't know what exactly that is. Maybe you guys feel the same. I don't know. Uh, but in, uh, nonetheless, we are – I'm to turn that down a little bit. I don't know if you guys have been painfully listening to my voice. But, yes, we are back with Against the Current to talk about the Season 2 finale. Um, and I, uh, the thing that I wanted to address before I addressed all of those other things that, that probably didn't need to be addressed. Um, one thing that I do want to address is that when I, I – I always feel bad about criticizing any art form, you know, media, TV show movie, that kind of thing, because of the amount of effort, you know, people work so hard to create these things, and for me to just come along and say, I don't like this, this, and that, may seem snotty, or, you know, rude, or something, and I always feel bad about it, um, because, you know, people work really hard to create this thing, and then, you know, I come along and, and criticize it, but, um, in a weird way, and this may not sound like something that anyone uh, would understand, but... In a weird way, me criticizing something like The Chosen is actually, you know, part of my appreciation uh, for it. And that that's kind of... I know that might not make much sense, but um, me coming along and saying, hey, I don't like this, this, and that about The Chosen, um, I guess it's kind of like you could compare it to your parents punishing you when you were little. Um, yeah, you could, yeah. Um yeah, it's kind of like that scenario. They're punishing you, and it, you, you may not like it, but they're doing it because they love you. So me coming along and criticizing it, chosen, or any media art form whatsoever, it's not because I don't like it, or and maybe and probably most of those things that I criticize don't bother me a whole lot to where it ruins the overall experience for me. Maybe sometimes, uh, and I'll probably distinctly tell you if that is the case. But um, other than that. It's mostly just my appreciation. It's part of the fun for me. The part of the enjoyment of watching something is getting to criticize it. Just what I naturally do after I see something and I really loved it, like a whole lot. I naturally start criticizing it. That's just what I do. It's 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 part of the fun to me, and it shows that I, you know, have an appreciation for what this artist has done. So, just wanted to clear that up in case anyone because I always feel bad after criticizing, especially after a negative episode, like last week's episode. Um, so there you go. That's, that's something that I just wanted to address real quick, but anyway, let us get into season two, episode uh, eight, the season finale, uh, beyond mountains. Now this episode I thoroughly enjoy. I think it is a fantastic season finale. This episode will be a lot more positive than last episode. I can guarantee you. Um, so starting off, we have that beginning scene with Judas and Bob, the businessman. If you're uh, following the chosen community, You know, um, so Judas' mentor guy in The Art of the Steel um, uh, has no name given to him in the show. In fact, we don't even hear Judas' name until, you know, the end, obviously. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the episode, you should definitely go watch it. I, I know I always say this every time. But it doesn't make any sense for you to be listening to this podcast episode if you haven't seen Season 2, Episode 8, Beyond Mountains. Why would you be listening if you haven't? This is a full spoiler discussion, and we're going to be breaking down the episode beat by beat. And now I did not just say bit by bit in a weird way. Beat by beat. Story beat. You know, it's a story beat. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so we're going to be breaking down this episode beat by beat. So... Um, That'll be awesome. Not just, you know, overall thoughts. Hey, this was great. I like this little part, but also this little part. Uh, no, we're going to be doing down through the episode as it the events occur. So that'll be fun. Um, so Bob the businessman has never given a name, but the actor, uh, Josh... I, I'm blanking right now. That's annoying. Um, he has given him the name Bob the businessman kind of jokingly, but it kind of stuck so... We'll have to see if he's given a name in season three. But for now, he's Bob the Businessman. Uh, so Judas and Bob the Businessman basically swindle this guy out of his land. Basically. As we learn in a later scene, right now it just seems like, oh, they're doing something that may seem like there's some underlying devious uh, intentions there. But for the most part, it's like, oh, yeah. Because he even says, oh, we're doing something. we like to do the right thing. Uh, so the audience is kind of on board. And... Um, you just see this guy getting emotional about, you know, his family his family his family, his family, his family, his family, his family, his family heritage. His family heritage, that kind of thing. It just glitched out, sorry. I, I probably sound weird. But can I just mention that on this podcast, we have the funniest glitches. Uh, when it glitches out, it'll like repeat what I said. So I'll be like, uh, his family lineage, 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 until it fixes itself. So I just want to say, best glitches ever personal brag um so yeah he's they swindle him out of his land not too much going on there just you know bargaining over land and it's you know our introduction to judas and bob the businessman which um i personally so i wasn't really too invested in the chosen community i really became a huge chosen fan after i saw season two like i had seen the chosen uh i'd seen the first season as it was coming out the latter half i caught the latter half of season one um, as they were premiering, so I, um, you know, I had, I had liked it. I didn't think it was the most amazing thing ever. So I was like, okay. And then in between seasons one and two, I had become more and more, you know, it always stuck out to me. It, like in my mind, I was like, oh, the Chosen. I keep coming back to that. I like that. Uh, so then when season two came out, obviously got us super excited, and I was a little bit more, you know, invested. I wasn't too into the Chosen community though. Uh, and then after season two, I've become a huge fan of the show. And I love to – I've become a chosen nerd and like to point out all the little details and, and see what all the, they've got going on. So, um – Oh, yeah. Uh, so, okay, this is, that's going to be a problem, isn't it? Um, so, in this scene, apparently people have been theorizing that Jesus, Judas was going to be in this episode, and some people had actually figured it out. That Judas was going to be here, but I was not in the chosen community at this point in time, so I did not know whatsoever. And so, for me, the Judas reveal was very well done. I had no idea. I was not even like expecting Judas to be in this episode. And so, when he revealed himself, I was just that that reveal was very well done for me. I think some people have been predicting it, but I hadn't. So, there you go. Um,. All right, I don't want to take, you know, it's probably been almost 10 minutes. <laughs> We're on the first part. Okay, so title card, obviously, got to have that awesome theme music. Walk on the water. Obviously, awesome. Uh, and then we have uh, the disciples chopping wood. Then we have just, again, nice banter. It's these moments. This is a, a prime example. And I I I I, I, I think... I think I said this about last episode too, um, that this episode – or I said this about last episode. It was a prime example of the banter between the disciples, which is a, obviously a fun thing. And one of the, and probably one thing that The Chosen does the best is the character interactions and making you care about the characters. And that's this is a prime example, this episode right here um this episode is pretty much all character interactions i mean you have the basic storyline of leading up to the servant on the mount but the actual storyline in this episode i'd say kind of takes a backseat and is a little bit more simplified to give you more time with the characters and i think that basically works because at this point in time we're already invested in the characters we've already gotten on board with them or we get where they're coming from we know what they're doing what they're doing what they're doing with them so we're we're pretty much on board with them. This thing is a problem. What is the problem here? Okay. Just, we're just going to have to deal with it. We'll power through. This is the last episode of Season 2. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do after I finish the episodes. Probably talk about characters. I'd say that would be a good thing to do, to continue the podcast. Um, maybe some interviews as well. That would be cool. Um, so... This is okay anyway. Yeah, the disciples are talking one, and this is a nice, this is a nice, this is a nice mm. with just character interactions. Um, 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 uh, this is a little bit troublesome, kind of annoying. Uh, again, we'll power it through, so just nice character interactions. Um, and they're talking about today's tonight is the last night that they are in this, uh, region i forget where they are i'm sorry uh but wherever they are where they practice the sermon on the mount this is their last night here and then they're going somewhere else which um after the sermon on the mount i forget where they go but uh so john is getting mad at simon z kind of some tension there uh peter gets up philip and thomas come in with some apples for everyone um and they are in there in they in there Wondering about Jesus and Matthew, where they've gone. Uh, so then, then they. Oh, I might know what the problem is. Uh, so then they go away and. No, Jesus and Matthew are gone. Oh, this is. <clears throat> well, we're back on track here. All right. So Jesus and Matthew are gone, and um, they're a little bit upset about that. So Mary and Ramah are studying in the tent, right? They're studying uh, scripture. And uh, Mary says that she memorized the Psalm of David to um, help her through. And she doesn't want... she's She very much does not want to fall away from Jesus again. Which I say that the uh, Mary Magdalene falling away storyline could have been shortened to one episode. But I think it was very necessary to get to this point, honestly. I mean, there's a storyline that's necessary. And it makes sense. And it fits. And it works. Uh, again, just the placement of it is not the best, in my opinion. Uh, so... Tamar is now officially a part of the group, which who knows if she's going to stay after because I think it was either after the feeding of the 5,000 or the walking on water or the one after that, the miracle after that. Jesus sends everyone away except for the 12 uh, because they don't have true convictions to follow Christ. So I I think Tamar is still like truly devoted to Jesus though, right? I think she is right, so she's she's probably gonna stay. Although I wonder how they, you know, justify that because I think it says that other people follow Jesus besides the twelve. But then again, it says that he sends most of them away except for the twelve later. So maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe there's something that I'm not remembering. But uh, so tomorrow's willing to learn scripture with the other ladies, so that they don't feel left out. You know, because I I mean I'm in a class in a s- school with uh with all girls. I'm the only boy in my class. So I, I maybe have a little sense of what Mary and Rayma and Tamara are feeling, except they, you know, they have friends. So, um they're probably a little bit better off than I am. They're fine. You know what if I have to suffer then you do too. Actually it's probably a little bit different harder in that society because women were a lot more looked down upon than they were today. So who knows? It's probably worse for them than it is for me, actually. Uh, and then there's this thing. Okay, so Thomas brings apricots. Apricots for Rayma, okay? And apparently, in The Chosen Community, this is a big joke. And I never actually understood it until re-watching this episode. Because I was like, like... Okay, the apricots. So there must be a scene where Thomas brings Rayma apricots. And there is. And so he makes a big deal out of it. And apparently, oh, Thomas and Rayma... Because, you know, there's the whole mother, or not mother, not mother, whoa, uh, Mary Magdalene and Matthew shippers, and then there's the Thomas and Rayma shippers. Um, so, apparently this is a big joke in the Chosen community. And, you know, it's, it's, that's one of the benefits of having a community um, to be a part of. You know, there's all these, we're all crazy. Um, and Thomas wants Rayma to come out. Uh, he knows that the he knows that the favorite, so he makes a big deal out of it. Um. So then we come to uh, we cut to Bob and his apprentice in a bar talking about how they just basically swindled this guy out of his land, and that was all an act. These actors were talking about how they were acting while they're acting as characters who were acting. Um. Yes. So that is uh, a thing here. So so. Judas expresses... Also, Judas expresses that he wants to do something meaningful and that he he knows that all of this will fade away to dust eventually. and He wants to be remembered for something. So that's an interesting thing because we all know that Judas is very much remembered for something, but I don't know if it's... He says he wants his life to be meaningful. And um, Dallas and Tyler and Ryan have got to stop like this. Let's just... No, Judas does not need to say another word because... It's too much. Again, it's too much for me. My my heart can't take it. I am an emotionally stable guy. I can take a lot. I just watched Spider-Man No Way Home Thursday night, uh, December 16th. That was like two weeks ago. It was like this Thursday for me, but it's going to be, you know, whatever. Um, I watched Spider-Man No Way Home Thursday night, and that was an emotional roller coaster. It, It was so much for, too much for me. I mean, no, it wasn't. I'm the point of this is that I'm strong. Actually, I'm strong. I, I can take so much, but I can't take this with Judas. They have to stop. They have to stop doing this to us. We have to revolt. They have to stop. It's too much. Um, so that scene happens, and that's important. Again, may not seem important, and it kind of is from a story. Pan- st- blah, blah, blah blah blah. From a story standpoint, because they're expressing how they just swindled this guy out of his land, but. Uh, not too important. You could have cut it out, and it would still you know, work. The the, the um, episode would still work fine. But the point of this is mostly character interactions, and we're getting behind uh, the mind of Judas. Now, I'm going to share an industry secret with you that it's not really a secret, actually. It's something that people can know, but something that I learned and thought was pretty interesting and not very many people know. And then, so I'm going to tell you guys right here now. When you're writing dialogue for a scene, this is this is something I advise for screenwriting uh, specifically, but it also works for, you know, script and that kind of thing. Just film in general. When you're writing a scene, uh, or every dialogue line in your movie, TV show, or whatever, has to do one of three things. It has to either get a laugh from the audience, progress the story, or reveal something about the character. So that's something to keep in mind. You can watch The Chosen, and I'm sure probably all of... The lines in the show follow one of those three things. Um, But that's a rule in filmmaking. That's a word of advice. I don't know if it's a stone hard rule, but it's at least something that's uh, well advised. Like, do this. That's a very good thing for you to do. So, there you go. Uh, So, that scene happens. And Thaddeus, Nathaniel, and Little James. Again, three characters that we don't get to see very much. So, this is nice that we get to see them here. Get a little bit more screen time devoted to them. We don't get to see them very often. And again, all of the actors in The Chosen are phenomenal. So, need more screen time with certain characters. Uh, Because you can definitely single out characters who are not as um, given as much screen time to, to put it blunt. Um, They're not given as much... They don't have as much time on the screen. We don't get to see them as much. Um, So that's kind of, you know... I just wish we got to see more of these characters. That's my personal thing. Character interactions are something that Chosen does great, just sometimes there's characters that get excluded, and that's fine. That's okay. I mean, you know, you can't tell everyone's story all the time completely perfectly, otherwise the episodes would be two hours long. Um, But, hey, the Twilight Zone made it work, so, no, Obviously, we don't want that, but, um... So, anyway, I just wish we got to see more of these characters. That's all I was trying to say. Uh, So... Little James Nathaniel and uh, Thaddeus are going to find land, and this lady is just not nice to them. She busts them aside, and so they get shut down. Uh, and so we got to Shemuel and Shamuel Shmuel and Yanni, Yanni, uh, as an American would say. Um, they're trying to plead their case to the House of Shemai, and so apparently there's this uh, civil war that's kind of happening between. The house of Shemai and I, I'm sorry again. I've expressed this on the podcast before. I botch uh, pronunciations daily, every time I meet a new person. So your name is Josh? No, it's Josh Eli. Joshua, Joshua. Uh, yes, yeah, so yeah. I just botch the pronunciations on a regular basis. So for me, it's not even it's not even offensive, really. It's just a daily, everyday thing. Uh, so Shemai and the house of I think it's Haikil Heikil. Hiku? Uh, something H I. Not sure I'm getting that name right, but uh, so there's a civil war between these two houses amongst the Pharisees. I think maybe Sadducees, some other party. So it's like politics basically with uh the Pharisees, and so that's a little interesting thing. So we're forwarding the story of um, Shmuel and Yanni Yani, um, trying to get their case on Jesus of Nazareth. To. And this is something that i learned just recently that that was interesting is that back in the bible times people didn't really have last names i mean that seems pretty obvious but you it's like you could say oh mary magdalene but she's mary of magdalene like that's the town that she's from so nobody had last names you would just kind of say like jesus of nazareth he didn't really have a last name okay christ you know simon simon of capernaum like that's andrew andrew of of you know, son of Jonah. Or you you would say, like, where you're from or who your parents are or something. So I always thought that was interesting. Um, or I have, ever since I learned that. Um, so they're trying to get their case pleaded, and there's some interesting, you know, political stuff going on there. It's Pharisee politics, not modern-day politics, obviously. Uh, so a nice little, you know, there's a civil war between the two houses, and they're trying to overcome one house, and they think that this can do that, and so... Probably stuff that a lot of the general audience does not really know about or care about too much. Um, But I think it's going to be very important going into the future because I I still say, Schmiel is the villain here, not Quintus. Uh, But nobody seems to agree with me. And that's okay. That's fine. Uh, So then we cut to, finally, Matthew and Jesus preparing the Sermon on the Mount, Uh, what we've been waiting for all episode. And what we saw in the trailer for season two uh, is finally here. Matthew and Jesus preparing the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, so Jesus comes and looks at the camp, um, you know, and the disciples are all getting involved. I still, I this might just be me, but I'm still not 100% clear on why Jesus kept looking down at the camp. Maybe someone could enlighten me on that. Email me at podcastagainsthecurrent at gmail.com. Direct message me on Instagram something. Um, if you're really that passionate about it, but it, it's not—it's not really too important, I don't think. You can still understand the episode without knowing that. But I still am not 100% clear on why exactly uh, Jesus kept out, looking down at the camp. He's Matthew says they can't get along, and Jesus says when, a, when everyone is invited to the grace of God, uh, obviously there's going to be some fight, which is true and very good line. There's a lot of good theology from Jesus in this episode, so I really appreciate that. Um, so. He's coming down to look at the camp, and I i, I probably shouldn't focus on that that much. You know you what? Know, yeah, just forget it. No camp stuff. Uh, so the disciples are, are fine. Um, and Matthew points out that there's not a lot of good news in the Sermon on the Mount. Hmm. Where did I have a complaint that there was too much good news recently? Huh? Hmm. Wait a minute. That sounded wrong. Uh, where did I complain that there wasn't enough? That also sounds bad. Um... Where do I complain about this type of scenario recently? Hmm, with the Christmas with the Chosen. So, maybe, just maybe, I'm willing to forgive the Chosen for not sharing enough of this bad news that Jesus references, in Matthew, uh, in the Christmas special. Maybe I'm willing to forgive them for because this is thinking of first-timers, okay? This is thinking of people who haven't had any interaction with faith, referring to the Christmas special. Maybe I'm willing to forgive them if what that meant is that this is an introduction, and they just share the good news. And then when they come and watch The Chosen, then they get some more of the bad news. Huh, huh, huh. Okay. All right. Maybe that's what they're doing. I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping for the best. If that's what they're doing, then I forgive them. But I don't know if it is. So keep that in mind. But anyway, um, so he mentioned that there's he's just, like, cutting to the chase – that's what Jesus does in the Bible. That's that's what he you can see, you can read. Um, Jesus mentioned that he here to start a revolution, uh, which we heard in the trailer, so that's a cool line. Uh, get ready for a revolution. Uh, I like the And there's a little funny little gag, just um, Dallas Jenkins Jesus, I would say, uh, where he's, <laughs> he says, if well, I just came in and said, hey, just keep doing what you've been doing for the past 1,000 years. It's worked out very well. Um, just that nice little gag where where jesus mentioned that i just always thought that was funny funny line uh just nice little one lighter jesus very quippy um and then matthew doesn't understand the salt metaphor which is true to his character of course i mean there's nothing that these characters say that's out of character i would ever say uh so i've been talking way too long 25 minutes later. Ooh, we're getting started all right this is the last episode guys we're we're hunkered down we're ready this is not the last episode of the podcast, episode, blah, 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 last episode of The Chosen, as of now, we, while we wait for Season 3. Which, speaking of, Season 3 is almost funded, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, makes it's kind of full circle. We're finishing Season 2 on the podcast, and Season 3 is almost funded, which means it's making waves. It's making waves, guys. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, so, Jesus, you know, says it's all the earth, um, that kind of thing. Anyway, let's just move on. Just, yeah, let's keep things moving here. Little James, Thaddeus, and Nathaniel are still bargaining for land, so they're, like, you know, trying all these different things. And Bob, they just happen to be in the same bar as Bob the businessman and Judas. Um, and so Judas and Bob kind of help them get their way out of that. Uh, so then Judas and Bob start, you know, they want to attend the Sermon on the Mount, which I'm still unclear if it's—I it's, no, am unclear. It's unclear. If Bob is still kind of swindling Judas, I keep using the word swindling a lot, I know. Um, if he's still like tricking Judas, kind of. Or there's like, see, bargaining can help people, blah, 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 blah. Even though he just, you know, there's obviously some very dark powers that be with the power of bargaining. So, I'll we'll have to see where that ends up. Um, so, then we get the little montage of the disciples inviting people to the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, with some very good music, you know. I there's it's like you know, and and they and they specifically said that this is what they were going for, but I really like the music of the show because I kind of like that you know country blues bluegrass twang that's got in there, uh, as well as you know Middle Eastern instruments. Um, so that's a very clever way to take the music, and I just think it really pays off because I love that kind of music, that old country jamming. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I just like really like the music. And here's a prime example of it, where you get uh, nice bass and, and uh, that kind of thing. Um, so then they come back to camp, and they're still worrying about Jesus and Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, could be a complaint, but it's not going to be because we've all been there. And that's kind of what it's trying to portray, I'm pretty sure. Um, so then Jesus and Matthew come up with the opening to the Sermon on the Mount. They were struggling. Matthew was... Um, you know, trying to fix things for Jesus, and he, he, you know, maybe rearrange some stuff. But Jesus comes up with the new uh, opening of the sermon instead of you are the salt of the earth, which people still, I actually have a friend who I was talking to, and he was like, Jesus shouldn't be practicing the Sherman on the Mount. Uh, the Sermon on the Mount. He shouldn't be practicing that because he's God. You know, I don't think that makes sense. And so I never asked him why he thought that, but I definitely could agree with that. And so. This is still more of that type of thing where Jesus is having trouble. Coming up with the Sermon on the Mount. Um, so, and then Jesus gives the opening. Uh, blessed, are the, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Those who hunger. The merciful. The pure. The peacemakers. The persecuted. And then he turns to Matt. It, and and um, so while we're, 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 he's reading this, we're shown clips of the disciples that he's supposedly referring to. And this is and this is a pretty powerful and great scene because what it does is it's taking the Sermon on the Mount, which is directed at these thousands of people and obviously the millions of people who are reading the Bible, um, and then it personalizes it. It it takes it and then it directs it at a certain you know people, uh, directs it at certain people. So that that's a really powerful way. And then because then he turns to Matthew and he says, um, "Blessed are you, you, you." you, you. Man, Guys, we went so long without glitching, but I'm sorry. Uh, so then he says, blessed are you, for your reward will be great in heaven because you are persecuted for me and reviled for me. So that's just a really great scene, and I'm not crying. No. I hope not. Um, so uh, Jesus is saying that this is a map where you can find him. You can find Jesus in those people groups. So that's just a really beautiful Way of expressing this. Uh, just really awesome. Really just, just brilliant. Brilliant, I'd say. Oh, chef's kiss. Um, so then we cut to the next day and the people start coming in. The Frozen Chosen start coming in. Which, man, guys, you know, I, I, I wish I could have been one of the Frozen Chosen. I'm sure we all do. All of us who weren't. Anyway. Um, actually, we probably don't because it was probably very miserable but worth it. I still want to go. That would be awesome. Don't worry. I'll be one of the frozen. What do they go? Oh, yeah. Hashtag F5K, right? Feeding in the 5,000. So And there's already – so I hashtagged F5K, and there's already like – it's already for drones or something. Like that's a type of drone maybe or something. So it's not an original chosen hashtag, but it's probably going to be flooded with chosen F5K uh, posts. Anyway. Uh, So, people start arriving, and Jesus is practicing. And so, then we get the scene where Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, uh, Ramah, and Tamar are testing out different sashes for Jesus to have. And um, they each have their own color that they think represents a different thing. And Jesus goes for the blue, which was kind of spoiled in the trailer because we already saw that, but I guess nobody was really paying attention enough. So, that's fine. Um, So, he chooses blue as his choice color because it uh, represents the water and the peacefulness, right? Um, and then while the others were a little bit more prideful, you know, royalty and and uh, like that kind of, like, uh, or specifically purple was royalty. Uh, so he chooses kind of the most humble one, which is in perfect Jesus fashion. Um, so then Andrew and Simon are worrying about too many people coming in. Simon's like, if anyone else shows up, this is going to be a disaster. But then Eden shows up. And, of course, Eden is our one exception because if any more people showed up, then it would be disaster. But Eden showed up, and everything is okay uh, because we all love Eden. I mean, she's, like, she's just awesome. Um, there's no other way to put it, I, I would say. Um, and, you know, they have they – and now Eden is back. And the, Dallas has said that she's going to be a huge part of Season 3, so that's exciting to hear. Uh, I wonder what troubles Simon and Eden will face. What, what adventures they will brave together. I wonder if she'll see him uh, walk on water. And then, of course, sink in the water. That'll be interesting to see. Um, so we have... Uh, so Eden comes in and then Bob starts talking to Philip. And then Judas follows uh, Barnaby and Shula, the guy and the blind lady from season 1, episode 2, Shabbat. And from season 1, episode 6, Indescribable Compassion. Uh, haha! I can't believe I just did that. I Remember those? That's awesome. Um, good job, me. Uh, so he finds Shulon Bob or Barnaby, sorry. Uh, so that's a nice little callback. A nice little, you know, returning characters. That's always fun uh, to get those. It's always nice when something like this can have a lore of characters, right? The chosen. What makes the chosen a lot better than other Bible shows? Another reason I've already expressed so many, but. Another reason that makes The Chosen so much better than other Bible projects is because because it's adding and creating and taking creative liber- blah, 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 creative freedom, liberty. Um, they now have this extensive lore of characters, right? And if you don't know what lore is, then you should look up the definition because I'm not going to explain it. And um, so it has this lore of characters that it can bring back characters that we've seen before and it jerks an emotional reaction out of the audience because we're all fans, and we are fans of these characters. And so, like, eat it. Bring eat it back. That doesn't make any... Uh, uh, you can't do that in on the Bible miniseries because they just follow the Bible beat for beat for beat for beat. And the Bible, again, was not written as a movie, so therefore it doesn't follow the laws of film. And when you adapt the Bible 100% to the medium of film, it doesn't work because it doesn't follow the laws of film because it's written as, as scriptures, as passages wasn't even written as, like, a story, a book. I mean, it kind of is, but it's just the writings of men experiencing stuff and then put it in together into a book. So it doesn't even follow story laws or, you know, character arcs or emotions, that kind of thing. There are, because real life. It doesn't have to be that. I'm not saying that it should be that, because it's real life. When you're adapting it to the film media, you do have to change some things, and that's what The Chosen is doing. So that's awesome. Uh, I've already expressed that before. Um, so... Jesus' shoes is blue, and then, um, uh, and this scene has a little bit more weight after you watch the Christmas special, because Mary expresses that she's Mrs. Joseph, and she wishes Joseph, uh, was here to see this, and that adds a little bit more weight after you've got to, s- to spend, uh, more time with Mary and Joseph in the Christmas special, uh, so this has a little bit more emotional weight to it now than it probably did back then, although it's still, you know, relatively the same, um. So also we have uh, Gaius and Atticus surveying the Sermon on the Mount, the number of people that are here, um, which might come back to haunt our main characters after the Sermon on the Mount is over. Um, We'll have to see because season three, episode one will technically start with the Sermon on the Mount or like the events right after the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, We know that much. So technically they've already started filming season three, kind of. They've already filmed parts of season three they filmed stuff with Jesus teaching to the people, um, but they just haven't released it. So that'll be in Season 3, Episode 1. So technically, yes, they filmed parts of Season 3, Episode 1 already. Ha ha! Um, so, also John reunites with Zebedee and his mom. I forget his mom's name, sorry. Um, and that's a nice scene. Again, extensive lore of characters that when they return, we are very happy to see them again. Uh, so then... It's almost time, and this is a nice callback, okay, because Simon says, it's time, which is a nice callback. I don't know if anyone caught this, which you, prob- you should. Um, I don't know if anyone caught this, but Simon saying to Jesus, it's time, is a nice callback to season one, episode eight, when Jesus said to Simon, it's time, because uh, he asked, is it time, are we going to do their ministry now, and he's, it's time, so that's a nice callback. I actually, that's one of my favorite parts of the episode, actually. I don't know if anyone caught that, but I did. Ha, ha I keep laughing at you. I'm not, like, laughing at you. It's just a fun, playful laughing with you. You know, don't get offended. Uh, so uh, Judas talks to Nathaniel because Nathaniel recognizes that he got the land for him. And then we get Simon meets uh, the apprentice. Sorry. And Jesus says his name. I'm Judas. He introduces himself. And that is the moment. Where just about every person who was watching this episode's head exploded. Except for, like, the snipe life, probably. It was like, yes, we predicted it. Yes, I did it. And it, and we were all like, what? Uh, so that was a n- very nicely done, the reveal. Uh, just slowly, you know, you get kind of little hints. Um, and then the big reveal. It's, it's there. He's Judas. Judas is here. So... It'll be interesting because we don't get to see blah, 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 blah 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 It'll be interesting to see what he adds to the group dynamic because um, we don't really get to see him interact with all of the disciples, especially in like you know those scenes where they're all standing in a circle arguing about something. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table and how he uh, affects the group dynamic, how his personality you know interacts with all the other different people's personalities, how his Set of morals is different from, you know, say, Simon Peter's set of morals, um, how that thing happens, how that happens, how that plays out. Well, it'll it'll be interesting to see. Uh, So then Jesus begins his slow-mo walk, his slow motion walk to teach on the Sermon on the Mount, a callback to season one when they all slow-mo walked um, to the city of Syria And, um, you know, he looks at all the characters that have been introduced in season one, in season two and recurring characters from season one, you get a nice little glance at Judas, which could be interpreted as Jesus, you know, seeing Judas, Judas and knowing, you know, what's to come. Uh, so, and then you have John and James flanking on his left and right as he walks out to the crowd, pushes away the drapes and faces the crowd to begin the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, we see him looking in the crowd, and that's where the episode ends. So, um, am I mad that they didn't show the Sermon on the Mount? No, I'm not. I didn't actually think anything of it, but apparently, people were were upset with that. I wasn't. Um, so, this episode is a very good episode, a very good conclusion to a two season run. It's like the Mandalorian season two. You know what I mean? It's like that was like a perfect emotional ending, tying up this story arc, not only the story arc of Season 2 just by itself, but, you know, a continuing story of Seasons 1 and 2. These are the best TV shows, guys. These are the best TV shows where they um, have an overarching story throughout a season, throughout Season 2. Each individual season has an overarching story. But all of the seasons are a part of an overarching – arching or arcing? Which one is it? I think it's arching. Arcing. Uh, have an overarching theme throughout all of the seasons of the show. And this is just the beginning, guys. Um, and then all of the characters have their own little arcs. Each episode has its own arc. Uh, these are the best – these are my favorite structures of TV shows. I don't know if I'd say there's another structure. Oh, yeah, there's anamorphic shows. Not anamorphic. Uh, what's it called? Uh, anthology. <laughs> Anamorphic is... We already talked about Anamorphic on the Christmas episode. Um, this is the best. These are my favorite types of TV shows. I love uh, anthology shows. They're awesome. Twilight Zone, awesome. Uh, but these are really the best types of shows. And it is done so well. I mean, The Chosen is... I'm very excited. Season 3 is up next, guys. Uh, it's almost fully funded. Season Episode 8 is almost done funding. So... I mean, we're we're moving along, guys. I'm afraid that this that the not everyone's going to be alive by the time that they finish this show. A little bit nervous about that. Um, I hope they, you know, kind of pick up the pace a little bit. On that's, I mean, yeah, you that know, sounded actually kind of rude. Yeah, to pick up the pace. Um, but I mean, yeah, like the show is it's gonna take a few years, or at least gonna take a year until we see, you know, season three. So. If this is the case for all of the seasons, uh, the actors are gonna, you know, it'll be about mm, six or seven years till we're done with the show. Uh, so that's that's kind of scary. Just saying, you know, just just my personal observation. Um, but I'm super excited for season three. This season ended on a very high note. We kind of stumbled a little bit through through 5, 6, and 7. That's that's fine. Um, but it definitely ended with a slam-bang finale that was very well done, had some very nice emotions in there, and I thoroughly enjoyed, and I hope you did too. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast as well. Um, it has been such a fantastic journey. Recently, I think I shared this on Instagram. don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. We have crossed 1,000 plays slash downloads, whatever you want to call them, on overall for everything. Um, and we are in the top 100 podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Now, granted, so we are in the top 100 podcasts on Apple Podcasts in the category of TV and film review um, in the United States. So still a pretty big win, I'd say. Um, so that's very exciting. The podcast is growing um, I'm very honored to be part of this community of fans. Um, I'm very happy to be part of uh, this, this group of fans. We're all invested. We're all um, excited to see what The Chosen has got coming up next. Uh, so it, it's exciting times. It's, it's a great time to be a nerd. Not just with The Chosen, but you know all the other media stuff that we have coming out. Um, and The Chosen is definitely a big contender in that realm. So that's very exciting. Uh, To have a piece of Christian media that's actually, you know, you can be nerdy about. Finally. Something to be nerdy about in Christian media. That's awesome. Uh, So again, thank you so much for listening and devoting your time. It has been such an amazing journey. I think each and every one of you are very thankful that um, I have an audience to share my nerdiness with. um, And that you guys actually seem to enjoy it. Uh, So thank you so much. I am very excited for season three. Who knows what the future holds for Against the current A The Chosen podcast, we'll have to see what happens next, but I think that these are exciting times, and this is the last podcast episode of the year 2021. Next time I talk to you, it will be 2022, um, so that's pretty exciting. I didn't actually think about that, but um, yeah, when you're hearing this, this will be the last Sunday of the year, guys, that's pretty awesome, so I'll see you guys in 2022, uh, you'll probably still hear from me on Instagram and stuff, so uh, no need to worry about that. But you'll still hear from me, just not on the podcast. Uh, so see you guys in 2022. Uh, keep going against the current. I kind of dropped that little catchphrase, fishermen and women, you know, kind of dropped that. But, you know, still applies. Yeah, we're going against the current. We're, we're shaking things up. Um, stirring up the water. So I'll see you guys later. Later, yeah. Sometime soon. Bye.